and welcome to MBA Ladies, a podcast by women about the MBA and business experience. I'm Nora. And I'm Emily, and we're your hosts. Today, we're joined by our classmate, Kristen. Originally from Philadelphia, Kristen is a second-year MBA candidate at Owen, concentrating in operations with an emphasis in sustainability and social impact. Prior to business school, Kristen worked as a marketing director for a co-founded female brewery here in Nashville called Jackalope Brewing Company, where she implemented a zero-waste program in the production and tap rooms. Now at Owen, Kristen is involved in a number of extracurriculars and clubs, including as president of Net Impact. Welcome, Kristen. Hey, thanks, guys. We're thanks so for glad me. you're here. <laughs> Thank you. This is awesome. I actually didn't know that Jackalope was female co-founded. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So it was actually uh, co-founded by a Vanderbilt Law graduate. Her name is Bailey Spaulding. um, And she is absolutely incredible, but studied environmental law at Vanderbilt and decided that it was important for her to pursue her passion of brewing instead of law. But it was super helpful with the foundation of the brewery with all the laws that go into it. And it's pretty incredible to have you know, the world's only co-founded female brewery right here in Nashville. I love okay, that. I That's that awesome. Well. So yeah, I'd love to hear more about your background. Tell us all yeah. about yourself. Yeah, that sounds good. So I originally moved to Nashville to pursue music at Belmont University, which is like big surprise, moved to Nashville for music. And I ended up doing the four-year degree there and worked for a booking agency downtown. And we booked a ton of tours and I was able to look at contracts for those tours. And I realized that my passion actually, once again, kind of like Bailey, lie actually in the second passion that I had, which was craft beer. And at the time, the brewery had opened up just down the street on 8th Avenue South. And I walked in there in my music business garb and was like, hi, I'm really passionate about beer. And Bailey looks at me and she goes, okay, what do you know about craft beer? And I was like, I like drinking it, but I, you know, I'll figure out the rest. (laughs) And uh, it was just, it was a big leap for them to take a chance on me. But at the same time, you know, I, I offered very low risks of starting off as an unpaid intern. So I did that for six months. And then Eventually, I got on the payroll as a bartender and then worked my way up from there. So worked my way up to marketing director eventually. And my favorite part about that job was probably the can design and working with the local artist and seeing them on the shelves at Kroger's and all those all those local stores. And then after that, I uh, decided I crossed my finish line at the brewery and decided that it was important for me to go back to school to continue to pursue my passion. So here I am. I got to meet you two lovely ladies. Who was? <laughs> what? I'm honored. <laughs> so yeah, what was that like switch like? Like how did you know that business school was the next step for you? And like what was that passion that you wanted to continue to see within business school? Yeah, so for me it really started out with a lot of the projects that I was leading at Jackalope uh, were very sustainability oriented. You know, the zero waste program in the tap room working in production to figure out how to discard, you know, barley there or materials instead of throwing them in the trash. How do we actually utilize them in a a good way that could also help other people in Nashville? And I realized that that was starting to become a far cry from marketing. And I love to talk about all the initiatives that I did, but I was more interested in implementing them. So I started 
working at uh, finding a local sustainability certificate that I could study. And then I actually ended up running with uh, a good girlfriend who is also a Vanderbilt alumni. And she told me, she was like, hey, have you heard of Owen's program? Like this might be a really cool opportunity instead of just doing a certificate of some sort, why don't you actually pursue this as an emphasis at Owen? So that really got my gears turning and the rest is history. That is so exciting because I feel like that has not been the traditional experience that I've heard from students of mm-hmm. they just come, they're not really sure what they want to do, but you already like were interested in sustainability and that was like the golden ticket. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it was interesting too, because I didn't have the exact idea of what I wanted to do, but it was like, okay, I'm passionate about sustainability. I know I like implementing projects versus marketing them. What are the options with this? So I really went into Vanderbilt with an open slate. I'm interested to hear like more of like what was the zero waste program? So like was everything that was being discarded being used for something else or like how did you implement that? Yeah, so the first tackle was really the materials that we used in production. So a lot of that, you know, when we think of packaging in the can itself, um, you have the actual aluminum can, but then you have these pack techs, which are the ones, the six things that hold the cans together. It's not the ones that kill the dolphins. It's the, it's the new age ones. But we really worked on actually getting those back from the customers, like asking the customers to bring those back in. We'd sanitize them and then reuse them instead of putting them in the recycle. So little things like that of, you know, diverting some of those cord- cardboard boxes for reuse, those pack techs, and also making sure that if somebody didn't have can recycling at their place, but they purchased our product, they were more than welcome to bring it back to the brewery. Making sure that if we were putting something out there, that we would be able to take those uh, materials back. But then that was more the production side of things. And then in the tap room, it was more difficult because you were dealing with consumer waste. So that was a lot of, you know, if consumers uh, as a tap room, Jackalope really focused in beer and not food. So we had this open policy of you could bring in whatever food you want which means that you could bring in any waste that you wanted as well. So that was a little bit more difficult. Jackalope actually teamed up with Compost Nashville in order to offer industrial composting on site. So one of the main things we saw come through there is pizza boxes, which is very interesting because you think you can recycle them, but if there's grease on them, it's just not happening. So um, having that composting on site really addressed the consumer waste in the front. So you knew coming to business school, like you said, like you didn't know what you wanted to do, but you knew your passions and you knew that you were passionate about sustainability. I feel like the process for you going through getting your internship was real quick. Yes. <laughs> you ended up what? It was the it was like the last day of Mod One or something, yes. right? So how was that like quick switch? Like were you able to figure out what you wanted to do? Was it kind of just like throw into the dark and like say, I hope yeah. what comes back comes back? How what was that process like? Yeah, so you are correct. It was a super quick process and I'm very thankful for it. I hear some of these other processes that people are going through and I just feel for them. So specifically for me, a lot of it involved, you know, coming to business school, I had that blank slate and I assumed I was like, okay, if all else fails and, you know, no harm to Anheuser-Busch or any of that, but I said, if all else fails, I'll I'll just mark it for Anheuser-Busch. It it probably won't be my passion, but at least I know I can do I can do that. Mm -hmm. And very quickly on, I had a meeting with my career coach, Melinda Allen, and we got to go over the Hogan assessment, which we all know is like life giving where you're like, Oh my (laughs) gosh, like all these qualities I have, they're put into words. Um, and you have somebody else kind of walking you through that. And Melinda sat me down and was like, okay, these, these tasks that 
that you are so invigorated by at your previous job, do you realize that that is more operations than marketing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Operations? Like, I thought that was just like kind of working in a warehouse and like, you know, wearing overalls, which I'm like great with, like, let's be serious. <laughs> um, but she really kind of brought it out of me to be like, no, there's like, there's so many more, there's so many more opportunities in the operation space, you know, supply chain management, um, sustainability, that is actually being coupled with operations um, as far as like supply chain. And, you know, I think it would be really good for you to pursue. And at the time, I had no idea what it was because it was still mod one. So we hadn't had Newman's class yet. We don't, we didn't know what operations was. So I was like, all right, if this is, I had a good feeling about it. I was very interested. And I decided to, at that exact moment, week four, switch from concentrating in marketing to full force concentrating in operations. Week five, I believe the National Black Conference was coming up and I applied in advance for some of the roles there and they were all in operation. So it was super exciting. And eventually that's how I got the call back from Nike. I thought from the get-go, you were like an operations queen. See? So like, this is, this is so exciting to hear. For those listening, we actually took an operations class together and you like were always on it. Like you knew what was going on. And I was like, wow, she just, she's meant to do operations. operations. Like, oh man. Is, because I, I knew that you had like a marketing background, but I, I also thought for some reason that you had some sort of ops going on mm. and now it's all becoming clear. I know. I think, so much. I think you can relate like everything to beer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even operations. So, you know, anything that I knew probably came from like, oh yeah, well this is how it works in the beer world. Yeah. So this is how we get our materials. This is how yeah. we get it to our customers. So um, yeah, anything can be related to beer. Speaking of which, so you previously worked at Jackalope and eventually became a part equity owner. So how did your experience at Jackalope lead you to your decision to come to business school and through all that experience? Yeah, yeah. So I, I do have to shout out Jackalope for this one because it was something that the two owners, Bailey Spalding and then Steve Wright, really built into the foundation of Jackalope is that they wanted to be able to provide equity to their employees uh, pretty early on. So by year four, it was a conversation that we were able to have together. And there's nothing to quite describe walking into a business and working for free for six months and then being able to, I guess, depart from them as part equity owner. It was it was one of those things that, you know, not, not only that you help to build, but you believe in that company so much that it just felt like, I was I ran through a finish line. Like that's the best way to put it. And my experience at Jackalope really helped me made me believe that anything was possible. Like being able to take on risk at Jackalope and having, you know, mentors like Steve and Bailey. I I didn't know what I was doing when I first walked in there and having having them believe in me and seeing where I lit up and directing me towards those roles. I think I owe a lot of thanks for them for believing in me at that stage. So what that really taught me was when I go to business school, like it's okay to take risks. Like it's okay. Like you said, being like casting a wide net and seeing where you fall. So I think the biggest takeaway that I have from Jackalope and my experience there is just thanks that I have to the people there, but then also being able to take risks at the same time and get rewards. I wasn't really familiar with the, with the aspect of 
giving equity to those that are employees there. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I've learned. And it makes complete sense that it would motivate Mm -hmm. employees to want to take more ownership and be a part of the company. My family has a small business and that's something that we've been talking about is like, how do you Mm -hmm. motivate employees who are contracted workers? Mm -hmm. And something like that could be equity, but it's also, I think, such a scary aspect for those that own the company because then they're giving away part of what's theirs. And it's Mm -hmm. just such a psychological... It almost seems like a uh, like it's a dark space where they're like not comfortable with it, and so I'm trying to convince my family like how do you go about it? That's not terrifying. Yeah, I have no doubt that specifically it probably was scary for the owners, but you know at the same time as somebody that was working towards that, everything, every decision I made, and maybe companies have this built into their culture to begin with, but you know every decision I made wasn't just about you know, selling another beer or, you know, hitting hitting a certain target. It was about the people around me and the company around me. And I think having that part equity and buy-in really helped me frame my decisions based on the company as a whole. So transitioning over, we're going to talk a little bit more about your experience with Net Impact, which is the sustainability emphasis mm-hmm. um, here at Owen. And so we wanted to hear more about what was your experience like with Net Impact and being the president, how have you impacted the club this year and, and just what has been your experience? Yeah, yeah. So the club, the club itself, so it is part of a national organization that is basically empowering business, future business leaders in sustainability. So it's not really directed towards a certain function, uh, which is really nice. So there's, you know, f- people with finance backgrounds and marketing backgrounds and operations backgrounds all involved in the club. So, you know, it was the board, it was Kate Kirby, Jacob Klink, and then Vedanti Shaw. Um, we ended up like getting, you know, a COVID net impact club that wasn't really able to do a ton of events and it really was a blank slate for us. So right now the goal is to really connect other members who have that interest of sustainability. And it might not be over a massive event or an educational event. It's more so just to be like, hey, like I know you talked about finance. Let's get you over to Vedanti in order to talk about impact investing and careers that she really sees as potential. So I think the goal of Net Impact this year is to really expand the members' minds on what direction their career could go if they wanted to incorporate in sustainability. That's really exciting. I didn't know to what extent, like what Net Impact was doing. I, I've seen a couple of things on Slack of like different events that you guys mm. are involved with with other schools. With TFC, the Turner Family Center. Yes. How is it related to Net Impact? Like where does Net Impact fall? Yeah, so Net Impact actually falls under the umbrella of TFC. So originally it was its own standalone club and then with the TFC and the resources and how the TFC you know does so much work around the community it really felt right to I guess put it under the umbrella of the TFC so involved in the TFC as far as like getting the word out for events which is super amazing but yes it, it is a part of the TFC. I'd love to hearing about you know net impact and all the things you can do in sustainability because I know we've talked before about how people will be like oh net impact is the recycling club and you're like oh, it's yeah. not it's not <laughs> so I love like hearing too like you know you can be in finance like you said still have an impact and yeah. like be sustainably focused and things like that I love to hear that yeah it's super it's super interesting because careers these days you know I, I guess like 20 years ago 
or at least before business school, I thought I would have to come in to business school and get a role that said sustainability. Like, and that's just not the way the world works anymore. Mm -hmm. That word is really fused into a lot of different roles. And I think the more I can help incoming people realize that sooner, the better off they'll be, you know, picking their full-time career and beyond. So Kristen, you studied at Belmont previously for your undergraduate degree and then went on to Jackalope but we just learned recently that you've been here for over 14 years in Nashville. Mm -hmm. So walk us through a little bit of what Nashville has been like over the past 14 years and how it's changed. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, you have to look both ways crossing the street because you might get hit by a belt. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, you know, Nashville to me, like I thought, you know, originally coming down here, I would stay the four years in the Belmont program and then either go back to Philadelphia or find somewhere else to live. And, you know, the original, the first two years, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely leaving Nashville. And those last two years in the program, I realized that there's so much to do here in Nashville. And I think over the last 14 years, it's expanded even more. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of traveling, you guys know, but being here in Nashville, I never get bored by the opportunities that are here. And I think in addition to that, I mean, I was having a beer on a rooftop in Cincinnati. And I met this this woman who was like, oh, Nashville, I've been there. And I was like, all right, tell me more about it. Like, what's up? Are you going to be like, yeah, I've been to Broadway? And she's like, no, I was a singer songwriter. And like, to me, Nashville is such a city of hope. And I really, I really cling to that because Nashville was a place where, I mean, who would have thought me coming down in 2008, like who would have thought that I would work in the beer industry in Nashville if I came down for music? Like, it just seems very strange. And it's kind of like the city that keeps giving in the way that if you know where to look, it can give back to you. It's been really nice. I'm sad to be leaving, but I also know that there will always be a home here in Nashville. Absolutely. And just for for more emphasis on Kristen and her Nashvillean recommendations when I first got to Nashville she sent me like I barely knew her and she sent me this long list of like things to do in Nashville by neighborhood and I still reference this list especially when people like come and visit and they're like what do you do in Nashville I have that list I didn't know it was from you oh yeah it has been passed around oh goodness (laughs) thank goodness amazing thank goodness some of them are hidden treasures too it's like Mm -hmm. this is what you order on the secret menu at this place um, you know, and on that list, of course, I highlight the Bushwhacker, which yes. is Nashville's alcoholic milkshake. Oh, yeah. So you got to try that. You got to try that if you're here in Nashville. But yeah, I like to make like a, it's like a study guide in Nashville. You know, I did the, I, love it. I did the work and now I just want it to be fun for people. So what was the process like? You briefly kind of mentioned it, but after interning at Nike, Kristen is now going to go back. So she's mm-hmm. leaving Nashville and we're very sad. So what was that process like in choosing to go back full time and being like, yes, this is what I want to do next. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, you know, it's bittersweet, right? Like in in Nashville, the community that I've built up, you know, not only through Belmont and Jackalope and Owen, I'm also in an organization called Tennessee Women in Green. And that's like 200 women like rooted in sustainability. So there's a lot of communities that I'm saying goodbye to, but at the same time, like for me getting the internship, with Nike and then accepting the full-time offer. Like there was no question in my mind that that is the next path for me. And I think, you know, the thought of moving out to the West coast, I'm excited. I'm engaged. I'm like, I'm, you know, ready to get married and have my fiance, you know, be out there with me. And I think it just leads that room for adventure that 
you know, I still find in Nashville, but I'm excited to see elsewhere. And, you know, like I said, I can always, I can always come back. I, you know, I need some people to hold down the fort for me and tell me the cool things that are happening in the city, (laughs) but, um, it is only a plane ride. So I am looking forward to like all the hiking out there, you know, Oregon has wine and cheese, which we are very (laughs) excited about. All about it. Um, Yeah. And then just getting involved in like the Nike community and the health surrounding that. So it's, it's going to be a good change, but bittersweet. Yeah. We're going to miss you, but excited to come visit you in Portland. Oh yeah. I got your guest room. I'm ready for you. (laughs) (laughs) So Kristen alluded to it a little bit ago in her answer, but for those that don't know, she is a traveling queen and has been, I feel like, to all the continents. Yes. (laughs) Have you been to all of them? I truly have. (laughs) Wow. So tell us some insight. Where is your next adventure? Yeah, yeah. So this summer, hopefully, COVID, let's, let's you know, let's keep going on your good path down. But hopefully this summer, uh, my fiance and I will be traveling to Nepal, which will be my 50th country, guys. I'm so excited Whoa. for the big five zero. Um, but we're going to go to Nepal and we're going to actually do like a 19-day hike to Everest Base Camp. So it's the, the lowest camp on a very high mountain. So we're doing that for 19 days. And then hopefully after that, going to take some time and travel to Tibet. And hopefully that'll take up like a couple months in the summer. And then we're going to relocate to Oregon. That's so cool. We're just, yeah, we're really going for it. It's all this pent up like traveling. I wouldn't say aggression. It's just traveling excitement. Yes. um, That we're just, we're just ready to go. Well, you went, was it this past summer to South Africa? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We threaded the needle right before Delta, (laughs) which is not recommended. If anybody else said they were going to South Africa, I'd be like, guys, like, you know, but we ended up going to South Africa, did a three week trip to South Africa and Namibia and did the entire trip outside to not go indoors. Um, We rented one of those like diesel SUVs that had the tent on top and it was really kind of outback. Well, Thank you again, Kristen, for being on. It's been a long time coming, and we're so glad you get to to join us today. For our listeners, if you'd like more MBA ladies, you can follow us at MBA underscore ladies on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you have any questions, comments, and or concerns, you can email us at mbaladiespodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>